This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 18. In today's episode, we are going to talk about manifesting more love in 2019. Can you believe that 2018 is already over? Well, believe me, I'm so glad that it is because it was a tough season for not only me, but for so many of you. But in today's episode, I'm going to talk about ways to manifest more love by giving more love and receiving more love in 2019. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I am a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast was created especially for you to help cultivate your heart as a wife. For those of you who are preparing to be a wife and desire to be a wife, for those of you who are already newly married and want to thrive as a wife, and for those of you who have been married a little longer and need encouragement and support staying a wife, (laughs) I completely understand. I am so excited that you are here and feel privileged and honored that you would just spend the time to listen to our podcast every single week. And if this is your first time to our podcast, podcast. Welcome to the family. If you are already a member of our tribe and community, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so loyal and listening to our podcast each and every week, in addition to sharing it with your family and friends. Love you so much. And so today's episode, we are going to talk about cultivating and manifesting more love in 2019. First, let me say, Can you believe that 2018 is over? It kind of flew by. I don't know if it's just me, but these years, they just keep getting faster and going faster and faster and faster. And it's so weird because I'm like, wait a minute, where did the time go? You know, you start a new month and the next thing you know, you're on like the 23rd or 25th of the month and you're like, what? What happened? Well, this happened this year and even though it was a tough year, it was a tough year for me. And I know it was a tough year for many of you. And, you know, I just think and spiritually, it was a, a tough year. I believe that um, even our political climate that we're in made it very heavy, made it a difficult year for many reasons. Financially, it was a hard year. It was tough. Um, just we lost. There was a lot of trauma, a lot of loss this year for many people. And I believe that it was preparation. It was preparation for now, for this moment. 2019 is going to be a breakthrough year in so many ways. The the seeds that were sown in 2018, the tears that were shed, the cries that were called out to God in 2018, they were, will be answered in 2019. And I'm believing that I'm declaring that right now in the name of Jesus. And I just believe that, you know, love is such a powerful, powerful emotion, the most powerful emotion in the world, the most powerful practice in the world. And can you imagine a world where people understood love, God's definition of love, they understood love, they knew how to operate in it, they knew how to 
to walk in it fully and express it, give it, receive it. Wow, that's probably what heaven looks like, right? And so as we kind of reflect on 2018 and what that year taught us, what we had to grow through, what we had to survive, what we had to overcome, what we had to hurdle, dodge, duck, literally, you know, put up the shield and dodge the bullets. What did you have to overcome in 2018? What did you learn? I know for me, I learned that how critical and important it was for me to trust God. I was in so many situations, I can't even count them on both hands and both feet. (laughs) So many situations where I had to trust God. There was nothing else I could do. There was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't control it. I couldn't manipulate it. I couldn't ignore it. I had to trust God through it. And I had so many of those experiences in 2018. It was ridiculous to the point where I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to teach me, God. Oh, okay. (laughs) And finally, I learned it probably in October. So you already know that January to October, I struggled and I fumbled and I flipped and I tripped and I messed up and I repented and I did all of those things because Oh, God wants me to trust him for my provision. He wants to trust. He wants me to trust him with my marriage. He wants me to trust him with my children and finances and everything else. And, you know, to be honest, sisters, I just, it took me a minute to get it this year to really fully let go. You know, I think that so many of us can really relate to thinking that, we've handed it over to God, that we've trusted him with it. But we have one or two or three or maybe five fingers still holding on to it when we really are deceiving ourselves and thinking that we've totally let go of it and let God handle it. And so I was I, I, I was the one who had the one, two, three, four, five, maybe five fingers and a palm (laughs) and a thumb and a right I was the one who had the I was still holding on to needing control wanting control of certain situations in my life this year 2018 and it was hard it was hard because if God is wanting me to grow in trusting him more than by me having my hands all up in the way is only preventing him from showing up. It's pre- it's delaying the the blessing. It is totally getting up in God's way. And he was so gentle and patient and as he is with all of us in just waiting for us to learn the lesson, waiting for us to get out of the way, waiting for us to trust him more and allow him to be God in our lives and us really relinquishing that role. Because God is God in our lives. We're not God in our lives. Hello, right? So it was one of those years. And again, I've asked the question on numerous occasions to numerous women about, you know, how was your year? And overwhelmingly, it was a hard year for 80 plus percent of the people who I've asked. So that shows me that, you know, when we go through a boot camp, 
I just, you know, just imagine going through Navy SEAL training, right? The first, the preparation stages are always the hardest. So the preparation of becoming a Navy SEAL is people don't make it. Some people don't make it. They drop out. It's too hard. They quit. And we've had many people in our lives this year experience that many shut down, many quit, many are no longer here. And, you know, it was a tough, tough year because we were in, we were preparing, we were preparing, God was, we were in preparation mode for 2019, for, for what God has waiting for all of us in 2019. And so congratulations to each one of you who are listening to this podcast because you made it. You made it, you made it, you made it. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. We made it through. Now, I can't say that it was fully with grace and it was gracefully, we, you know, some of us, including myself, I'm gonna speak for myself. I did not gracefully make it through 2018. It was very ugly. It was very, it was raggedy. It was, um, there were many times I was like, oh gosh, Lord, forgive me for getting in your way, for trying to do your job. You know, there were, there was a lot of humbling taking place in 2018, repentance. Um, you know, there was some rebellion in 2018 for me. And so it may not have been as graceful as we would have liked, but we made it. We are here and we are positioned. The pump has been primed. We are waiting well for what God has for us in 2019. And so what I want to talk about today in today's episode is about love and manifesting more love in 2019. But first, I want you to think about what is your definition of love? In fact, if you are you know, near a piece of paper, you can even put it in your cell phone under the notes section is like, what is your definition of love? I want you to take a 60 seconds and type it out, write it out. What does love look like to you? What does love feel like to you? What does love feel like when you give it? Right? What is love when you give it? What is that? What's the definition for you? What does love feel like when you receive it? What does love feel like or what's the definition of receiving love for you? And write it down because I believe that, you know, we all have a different understanding of what love is, maybe a different interpretation, a different expression of what love is. But what I want to talk to you about today is the true definition of love you know, God's definition of love. God created us out of love. He created love. And so for us to understand truly what love means, we've got to go to the person who created it, right? We've got to understand that if God created love, we need to understand what his definition of love is in order to know how to express him in the earth, how to express love like him here on earth. And so I want to read to you God's definition of love. And I'm sure, I'm sure many of you have already heard this. It is 1 Corinthians 13, 
four through eight. I'm actually reading out of the NIV version because it's so practical. It is so beautiful in the way that he explains love. And when I first kind of had my aha moment in understanding, oh, wow, this is the definition of love, the true definition of what love is supposed to look like, feel like, express like, behave like. It was really life-changing for me. So God says that love is patient. (laughs) We could just put a big period exclamation point right there, right? Love is patient. So good. Love is kind. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Mm. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Hello. So when I think about that was that again, that was first Corinthians 13, four through eight, very popular, famous verse from the Bible. But it's when you really break it down, just break it down practically. Do you really know how to love? Wow, right? Do we really know how to love the way God intended? I know when I started really breaking this down and understanding what love was, I was like, oh, nope, 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 check, maybe, (laughs) nope, nope. And if we can use this as the standard, as the definition, as the goal of loving and creating and manifesting more love in our lives, guess what? God always responds to his word. So guess what that means? Manifestation, right? So if we learn how to love patiently, if we learn how to love kindly, that that our love does not envy, it does not boast, And our love is not proud. Mm -mm -mm. It doesn't dishonor others. It doesn't, it's not easily anchored. (sighs) Wow. We just have a lot of work to do, right? We've got a lot of work to do. I understand while we are carriers of the presence of God, we are human and, and need to know that we have to tap into the power that lives on the inside of us in order to truly love like this. In order to love like this, we need to recognize the God in us. We need to recognize that we are love, that who you are is love. So those things that you wrote down, those things that you thought about, when you thought about what does love look like to you? What does it feel like to you? What is your definition of love? That it's you. You are love. Because God is love and he created you. So you are love. And so how are you going to express patience this year to the people in your life, to your coworkers, your parents, your spouse, your children, your neighbors? How are you going to express patience this year? 
How are you going to express kindness this year? And so it's, these are really big, this is a big deal. And it, it permeates every aspect of your life. Because love is so, again, so powerful. But if we understand how to love like this, that our world changes, right? Because I can, I can name a 100 different times where I was not patient in love with my husband, with my children, with my friends, with myself. So let's just take a minute to apply this love to ourselves. Are you patient with yourself? Are you kind to yourself? And this includes what your, your thoughts, the thoughts about yourself, the thoughts about your body, about your behavior, about your performance at work or at school or, you know, in your marriage, you know, are you loving yourself? Are you loving your body? Are you loving your mind, your spirit, your soul? Are you? It's a question that is fair because we struggle with it. We struggle with not beating ourselves up or, you know, why is it that it's so much easier to love someone else than love ourselves? Think about it. It's a trick, right? It's a trick of the enemy. So why is it easier for us to love a stranger or love a friend? But then when we talk about ourselves or someone gives us a compliment, we poo-poo it away or we dismiss it or we try to, you know, talk it down because of the negative thoughts, the negative chatter, the negative conversation that we're having with ourselves about ourselves. And so this year, 2019, is an opportunity for you to reset for you to restart your your love path with yourself your love path with God your love path with others and the people that are most important to you that you can choose to love differently in 2019 but you've got to first understand that you are love you have to first understand that you were created out of love and you have to first spend some time understanding what is love. So by looking and, and, and meditating and spending time in God's word around love, around understanding, and truly getting discernment, understanding, clarity, and wisdom around love, it's going to change your relationships, which will change your life. So when you read that God says that love is not self-seeking, hmm, what does that mean, right? What does that look like? It's not self-seeking. It's not proud. It's not boastful. And what's interesting about that is how we live in this digital age, this digital world, this society, you know, social media where everyone talks about and really it's founded on the, the premise of look at me, look at me, look at me. Self-seeking, right? Look at me, look at me, what I've done, look what I have done, boastful and proud. And so it's, it's totally opposite to what we know or what we've learned or what is all around us. And so it's really a place of loving from humility. You know, God says that love is not easily angered. Hmm. I know this week I, my kids are home from 
on spring break, I'm not spring break on Christmas break. And, you know, they think they're on vacation because chores were not getting done. And I have to tell you that my first response and reaction was, was not to be patient. (laughs) It was not to not be easily angered. But what I realized is that we've got to be conscious. We've got to be so present in the moment to really love like this. We've got to be so present in where we are, what is going around us. You know, we cannot be multitasking in our minds, in our hearts, in our actions, because it prevents us from being present and able to love patiently and love kindly and love without envy and without anger and without keeping records of wrongs. Like you've got to really shift the way that you operate daily in order to hold yourselves accountable to loving like God, to loving more in 2019, to receiving love and to manifesting it in your lives. It's so amazing how the power of this emotion, this behavior, this action is so transformational. You know, when you think about situations in your life where there was offense or there was hurt or there was pain and the person who caused you that pain and hurt and emotion and Um, they came to you and apologized sincerely from the heart or there was a miscommunication and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I did not mean to do that. That was not my intention at all. It diffuses the anger. It diffuses the hurt and the pain, depending of course on what it is. But the point is that love never fails. Love is, it conquers everything. It is the, it's the, you know, literally it trumps every other emotion, love, love trumps all of them. And so when we can truly grasp how to love like God, loving like this, it's going to trump every situation that we can, that we even face. So, you know, to share just transparently and um, just being vulnerable with you, just you listeners that I have, when I grew up in Santa Barbara, California, and I grew up around people who didn't look like me. And so there was the enemy took advantage of that and took liberty at sowing lies into my mind, which in turn was interpreted and corrupted the truth of who I understood myself to be. So when people would say, you're so beautiful to be so dark, or I've never seen a pretty black girl before. Those were seeds of lies that were sown into my life that were then interpreted as I'm not pretty enough. I'll never be good enough. And it took many, many years for me to become aware or even conscious that those lies even were there. And it took time and intention and focus and the it took me making the decision to change my mind my understanding my definition of who I was because God did not 
God created me out of truth. He created me out, out of love. So those things that were sown into my life, those lies that were sown into my life that I had believed for so many years, I had to renew my mind with the truth so that they were no longer, they no longer had power. They no longer had place in my life. And again, but it took intention. And so I say that to say, as we move into 2019, it's going to take a decision. It's going to take intention. It's going to take you being present and not multitasking, but to be present singularly, singularly present in, in love. And how do you love patiently? How do you love kindly? How do you love where you don't envy someone and you don't boast about you or you're not proud about you where you, how do you love where you don't dishonor others? This is a huge one for wives because there's so many wives who don't realize that the words out of their mouths and even their actions completely dishonor their husband. They don't realize that, but it does. And so it's all about really understanding your heart motive. It's all about recognizing your intention. So if you are trying to be, you know, and you know, and most people don't try to be manipulative, right? It's just a part of them understanding how to get things done or get their way, right? But they don't, they, to themselves, if you were to say, you know what, you're very manipulative, they would say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, right? Because it's not something, it's not something people want to be or, you know, would admit to being most of the time. But if you don't get your own way, how are you communicating, expressing love, receiving, giving love? How are you now interacting with that person or the people in your life in order to get what you want? What is your motive? So this year, as we move into 2019, I want you to become more conscious, more aware of your heart motive. What is your motive for communicating something or a certain way with your children or with your spouse or with your fiance or with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is. So I want you to think, what is your heart motive? What's the reason why? You know, it's interesting because when you start becoming more aware of this, you will realize some of your own insecurities. You will realize, hmm, oh, I'm trying to say this in a different way because I'm afraid to just being open and honest about how I feel because I don't want her to reject me. I don't want him to reject me. I don't want to be rejected, right? So things are going to come up for you as a result of becoming more aware and conscious as conscious of why you are communicating a certain way, how you're communicating love a certain way, because you know, that whole passive aggressive thing, you know, how somebody, maybe your kids or, you know, somebody in your life will say, man, I really would love to go get some French fries from McDonald's or man, mm, some French fries at McDonald's would be really great right now. As opposed to saying, hey, can we go to get French fries? At McDonald's? Or, hey, do we have time to go get French fries at McDonald's? Like, there's a difference. So when you communicate something but it's not truly authentic or it's not truly stating or communicating what it is that you desire, that's a form of manipulation, 
right? Because you're not necessarily saying, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Because that's something you desire. You may say, oh, are you hungry? (laughs) Right? So are you hungry? And if they say no, then one, it's an opportunity for disappointment to creep in or, you know, it could be a plethora of things. It could be a laundry list of different things that our expectations are unverbalized expectations, but then they're even uncommunicated expectations. But again, it's the heart, the heart motive of what you desire, but you never really communicate it. But then you blame the other person because they didn't initiate it. I know that was a lot. However, it just, I, it's a, the point is to become more aware of what you are giving out the kind of love that you are sending to others, the kind of love that you are receiving. You know, um, I had a conversation with a young lady earlier and we were talking about love in 2019 and, um, and receiving love. And her question was, what if you receive a compliment, but it's a negative, a compliment, negative compliment? How do you handle that? So, Many people have a hard time receiving love. And so receiving love is is usually because you've been taught not to or you just it's uncomfortable for you. And so this year, moving forward in 2019, I want you to practice receiving love. And so if someone says, wow, those earrings are beautiful, just say thank you. You don't have to, oh, they're only $5. Oh, these were, you know, I got these from the thrift store. Oh, oh, no, these old things. No, all you need to say is thank you. That's it. Thank you. If someone says, wow, you look so pretty today. Oh, thank you so much. Not, no, I don't. These old clothes. Oh, I look terrible. Oh my, I've got bags under my eyes. Like who cares, right? Those things don't matter. Those are literally a byproduct of you being so completely uncomfortable with receiving love. And so in order to practice receiving love, I just want you to say thank you. I want you to practice disciplining yourself to just say thank you and nothing else. Smile and say thank you. That's it. And again, it takes 21 21 days to form a habit, 66 days to create a habit. And so you guys got 66 days to start receiving love and creating a habit of receiving love. So when someone gives you a compliment, they say something nice about you, just say thank you. And then you don't have to feel so uncomfortable and making an excuse because you're so uncomfortable. And so then after you start practicing receiving love, I want you to kind of write down why you think or believe or feel that you always have to um, downplay or discount compliments or any type of love action. Why do you why do you discount it? Why do you feel like you have to have to downplay it? What happened in your life where you literally the the experience that took place, you what you told yourself as a result is that you needed to protect yourself from love. You needed to protect yourself because you didn't trust love or whatever the situation is. I want you to explore that explore why is it difficult for you to receive love and then send me an email i'd love to hear 
why you are having a hard time or what you may have come up with or what you may have confronted or come face to face with as to what is preventing you from receiving love. And you can email me at hello at mrschristyjones.com. And I'd love to dialogue with you a little bit more about that if that comes up. Now, if it's giving love, and you are having a hard time giving love, I want you to do the same thing. Identify why. Why is it hard for you to give love? When you were younger, did you give love? And was it always rejected? Was it always turned away? Was it always abused? What was it? And once you identify that, send me an email. Hello at mrschristyjones.com. Because I think it's important for us to really get to the nitty gritty of what happened in our life? Where did life break your heart, right? What experience did you have that corrupted the truth of who God says you are? The truth of, of who, of what God, God's definition of love that he created you out of because you had the true definition when you were born, but something corrupted it along the way. And so now it's the opportunity for us to renew our minds, to re understand the definition of what love truly is. Love is patient. Love is kind. And so you've got to learn to be patient with yourself. You've got to learn to be kind to yourself. You have to learn to not dishonor yourself, to not allow anger to easily creep in and keep no records of wrongs. Like we're the worst culprit of keeping records of wrongs for ourselves right? Like we blame ourselves, we beat ourselves up, especially women, like, we just take on the burden and the brunt and the, the backlash and the just the brunt of everything. And I think innately, it's a, just a part of our DNA and our makeup, but it does not have to be because those are the lies that the enemy uses to steal, kill and destroy our lives, to steal, kill and destroy our minds and our understanding of who God's created us to be. And so we've got to take authority over those lies. We've got to cast them out. We've got to renew our mind with the truth so that we can truly thrive and soar and create a solid, strong foundation of love. The power lies in love, ladies. So if you can truly create this understanding and foundation and, and of love, God is love. So if we are expressions of God, so we've got to get this down. We've got to learn how to love. We have to learn how to love well. We've got to learn how to love like God. We have to learn how to love patiently and kindly and without pride and dishonor or self-seeking nature or a self-seeking nature or or we've got to learn how to love without getting angry easily <laughs> that was awesome how god put that in like love is it's not self-seeking and it's not easily angered <laughs> so it's not easily angered of course you know there's grace right so there's some anger but it's not easily angered interesting. It keeps no records of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. So are, do you get excited or happy when somebody's punished or when finally they're put in their place because that type of person always wants to be right? Are you now secretly like, that's what they get, right? Are you delighting in the evil? Are you delighting in the fact that, that they've been exposed and uncovered, right? The truth 
is will set you free. And it's a, it's the truth always will come to light always, especially in the darkness. It will always come out to light. But are you happy now? Are you happy because the truth was revealed? Or are you happy because they were exposed? Honey, that is a truth check in within yourself, right? That is a heart check all day long. So, you know, it's interesting because I look at my kids sometimes, especially when they were little, when one of my children would be getting ready to be disciplined, the other two would be like, no, mommy, no, please, 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 no. Uh, Like they would be brokenhearted, like so sad, like crying with their sibling. And because again, they were not delighting in the the discipline, right? They were not delighting in the discipline of their of their sibling. And so as they've gotten older and they're teenagers now, it's I have to remind them of that. You know, they they don't cry when their <laughs> their siblings are dis- being disciplined, but I don't see that genuine heart of rejoicing in the truth with their siblings. So it's love always protects. So you want to Love does not expose your husband, expose his dirty laundry. You know, it does not expose, you know, I see on social media, some of these Facebook posts and Instagram posts, and it literally is manipulative, sub, sub, mm, subline, like exposing their their business, right? Where they're exposing their man, their boyfriend, their mother, their brother, their sister. Some of them are blatant flat out, but sometimes it's, it's, they're, they're not protecting the people that they say they love. They're exposing them socially on social media, but love always protects. It always trusts. So who in your life can trust you 100%? They can trust you with their secrets. They can trust you with their, um, their dirt. They can trust you with their victories and their successes, but they can just trust you. Who do you have in your life that always feels they can trust you? And ask yourself, who do you have in your life that you feel you can always trust? Who protects you and who do you protect? But love always hopes, love always perseveres. It always trusts and it always protects. And so- as we kind of just break this down and learning how to manifest more love in 2019, it starts with really truly meditating and under on the truth of what love is to truly break it down, to truly think through like you are love, you are love, you are love. So you are patient, you are kind, you do not envy, you do not boast, you do not, and you are not proud. You do not dishonor others. You are not self-seeking. You are not easily angered. You do not keep records of wrongs. You do not delight in the evil, but you rejoice in the truth. You always protect, you always trust, and you always hope, and you always persevere. So this is who you are. How are you going to express that this year? in a way that honors the Lord? How are you going to express love to that person in the cubicle next to you who gets on your last nerve? Who, if she talks to you one more time, (laughs) you're you're gonna request to move cubicles, right? How are you going to 
love the unlovable, how are you going to shift the way you talk about yourself to yourself? How are you going to love that mole on your face? How are you going to love your, that wrinkle under your eye? How are you going to love that extra 15, 20 pounds on your body? How are you going to love differently in 2019? It's a question that I believe will change the, will change your 2019 before you even get started. By making the decision, before we even get to 2019, you can make the decision to manifest more love by being love, by being who God has created you to be, by expressing love in a way that he defines as truth, right? This is so critical. I cannot begin to tell you how this has completely changed my life from in my marriage to my children to even uh, my female relationships, my sister relationships, where I've had a, a friend, a girlfriend um, say something that was very hurtful. She knew it was going to be hurtful. She shared it out of hurt, anger, pain, and um, she shared it as the last communication that she would ever have. And so when I made the decision to love her in return by calling her and saying, I'm, I got your your letter. I'm so sorry that I hurt you and I offended you. Um, can we talk through this? She called right away. We talked through it. And she was at the end of the conversation. She was so grateful. She was like, oh my gosh, I thought by me sharing authentically how I felt that um, our relationship would be over. And I was like, no girl, I love you. And I want to be in a relationship with you. I'm committed to being in a relationship with you. And let's just, let's talk through it. I just want to create a safe place for you to feel like you can talk to me. So I'm grateful that you shared this with me, but I have to let you know that I did not do this intentionally. It was not my intention to hurt you or, you know, X, Y, and Z. So please forgive me. And she was like, listen, I've never, ever experienced anything in my life where, um, I was loved like that, where, you know, by me telling you something that I thought was going to end our relationship, you loving me in return has truly changed the way that I even see my other relationships. So all the decision to love is in you because you are love. So now I want you to think through that every decision you make has a consequence. You have freedom of choice where you can choose and make a decision to love or not love, but you do not have freedom of consequence. So you have freedom of choice, but you do not have freedom of consequence. So in this process of becoming more mindful, becoming more aware, more intentional on your actions, I want you to think through, okay, if I make a decision to love like this or not love like this, you may not know what the consequences are, but I do know that if you choose to love, the consequences are going to be great. If you choose not to love, we have no idea what those consequences are going to be because we do know that, that when we operate, we act, we think, and we do like God, then it manifests his promises. We do know that. So, and I want you to think on even a higher level that every seed, every decision that you make in your life has a consequence that will manifest it can manifest immediately. 
It can manifest down the line. It can manifest through, manifest through your children, your grandchildren. So when you make a decision, especially big, impactful decisions, especially if they are not aligned in the truth of love, then the consequence is so, can be so detrimental that you wish you had the opportunity to go back and make the decision again. So don't be like that this year. Make the decision based on the truth of what love is so that you can experience and manifest the truth and the promise that God has waiting for you. So when you love, hesitate, if, you, if you're ready to get, if you're ready to be, respond in anger or impatience or um, unkindness, just pause, just pause. Practice the discipline of pausing and just pause. Take some deep breaths, go exercise, take a nap, whatever you need to do. But take a walk around the blocks, up some down some stairs in your office, whatever it is. But don't respond in anger. Don't respond out of impatience. Use your discipline, exercise discipline in practicing the truth of what God says and what he defined love to be. And if we can truly do this, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Miles Monroe. And he says, if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. If you don't understand the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. But where do you find the purpose? You find the purpose in the creator. So God created love. So we find we found the purpose and and we found the definition. If you don't understand the purpose, so we're understanding the purpose, right? The understanding the purpose, abuse is inevitable. So if by us understanding what love is and what it means and how to walk in it, then we are now, we are preventing, protecting our lives, our hearts, our relationships from abuse. So it's so good in just so rich in this passage about truly understanding the power of love, the position of love, the, the purpose of love and the promise of love. It's so beautiful. So, so, so great. Thank you so much for joining the Wife Wisdom Podcast today. I so appreciate you listening and sharing this with your family and friends, and especially today's topic. As we move into 2019 and desire to have manifest and create more love in our lives, I thank you for truly listening, taking heed and applying the things that you learned from this podcast into your life. And I would love to hear how love is manifesting in your life, how it's manifested. What did you do to shift, to change the way that you receive love, the way you give love, the way you express love. I would love to hear from you. So please send me an email at hello at mrschristyjones.com. I also would love to invite you to become a part of our online community at on Instagram at wife wisdom podcast. Also, you can join uh, for upcoming events. And we have some cool things coming out here in the new year. You can join us also at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y 
forward slash join wife wisdom. And you can become a part of our community and receive emails and newsletters and things like that, that uh, for upcoming events. If you listen to our podcast on iTunes and you have a an iPhone, would you mind giving us a review and rating our podcast? You can actually do that on iTunes. It really will help get the word out about the Wife Wisdom podcast to other iPhone listeners. And I would be so appreciative. So thank you so much for those of you who do rate and review us and have done it already. I appreciate you. Love you with all my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so you can also subscribe to getting notifications on iTunes as well as Spotify on upcoming episodes. We are uploading new episodes every Monday by 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please be sure to set your alarm, have a save the date every Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where you have a brand new Wife Wisdom episode that's uploaded right here. So again, thank you so much for joining. As always, I appreciate you. I value you. I thank you for your listenership and for sharing this with other people, your other girlfriends and husbands and boyfriends and fiancés. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So that is our episode. Thank you so much again for joining. Have a wonderful new year. Happy new year to each and every one of you. I love you. I will see you, hear you, connect with you next week. Same place, same time. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.